Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Um, the Lord's Prayer. Somebody say the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. How many grew up reciting the Lord's Prayer? Okay. Um, how many grew up Catholic reciting the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. And so um, the Lord's Prayer is a common prayer, especially in Catholicism, but many other uh, denominations. But Jesus never intended for the Lord's Prayer to be something that we just recite. But the Lord's Prayer is really an outline. A, uh, a pattern, an example for prayer. Are you with me? It shows us how to pray. And so there are actually seven topics in the Lord's Prayer that we're going to talk about tonight. And after we talk about this, you're going to have a, a, a lot of you are going to have a better understanding of the power of the Lord's Prayer because Jesus himself gave this prayer to his disciples. One of his disciples came to him. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, what did he say? One more time. And so Jesus begins to teach them how to pray, right? So this isn't just a religious prayer that, that we recite. This is a model this is, this is a pattern on how we can pray every single day. And so Luke's gospel uh, talks about the Lord's Prayer, but then we go to Matthew, his gospel also. He, he talks about the Lord's Prayer, and it says this in Matthew 6, 9 through 12. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and everybody said amen, amen. all right you ready let's talk about it our father in heaven our father in heaven is the first part on how we pray. And this connects us with God relationally. Someone say relationally. Someone say connect with God relationally. Throw that slide up, guys. Connect with God relationally. And uh, we need to know that God is not interested in us practicing religion. Instead, he wants a relationship with us. Someone say relationship. He wants relationship. God has adopted us as his children, and he loves for us first as we enter the time of prayer to first acknowledge him and call him our father. It speaks of relationship. It speaks of that relationship we have. So we start our prayer time acknowledging our relationship with God. And this is what I have uh, added into my prayer time every day. The Lord's Prayer is the first thing that I, I try to do every time I go to pray because it just reminds me of what prayer is. So we connect with God relationally. He, he's our father. He's not some distant God. 
right? He, he is a personal God. And he's not some God that we can't get in touch with. Actually, his Wi-Fi never goes down. His Wi-Fi never goes down. Fiber optics ain't got nothing on God, okay? And you can come to him as your heavenly father. Now, here's where some people get off the train because you didn't have a good example or didn't have an earthly father. So it's hard for you to see God as your heavenly father. But I need you to know that he is not like your natural father. He is a heavenly father. Father who cares for you and loves you unconditionally. And once you see him as your father, it connects you relationally with him. And you can come into that place of prayer and say, you're my father. You're my father. And, and I am in covenant relationship with you. You know, when my kids were uh, younger, they, they used to come and jump up on my lap, right? When they were real little. Now they're all teenagers. and they, they, Yeah, dad, get away from me. Um, but, but when they were little, they would come up, jump on my lap and say, hi, dad, how are you? Right? And so, so, so that's the kind of relationship God wants us to have with. Hey, daddy, here I am. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Abba, father, he's called in the Bible. Right? And that's in Romans 8, 15. It says this, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Watch this. Some of you are coming to God as a fearful slave and your prayers aren't getting answered. He's got to be your father who you are connected with relationally because your view of God will always determine your relationship with God. So if you view him as this mean father who's ready to knock you over the head when you sin, then you're not going to have your heart postured in a place to receive from him, right? So your view of God will determine your relationship with God. How do you see God? Do you see him as that loving father? It goes on to say in Romans 8, 15, instead you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. It's a term. It means daddy. We call you daddy. We call you daddy. So first we approach God. We connect with him relationally. Number two, the second step in this prayer is we worship his name. It says, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed means holy and consecrated. God loves when we worship him and there is power in his name. I said there's power in his name. The Bible says that the demons tremble at the name of Jesus, that we have power to speak his name. You know, um, once in a while, uh, one of my kids will think they're the parent of the house. Does anybody else have kids like that? Like they think they're the parent and so they'll tell one of the other siblings, hey, go clean your room. Yeah, whatever, buzz off, you know. You know, they squabble a little bit. But, but something different happens when they say, hey, dad told me to tell you to clean your room. Mm, dad told me to tell you to clean your room. Why? The name dad has some authority. It has some power. And so they begin to move, right? When, I, when they know dad said it, they know dad said it. And so we have to, 
We have to know the names of God. We have to know who our God is. Throughout the Old and New Testament, especially in the Old Testament, there were different names that, that, that would be spoken over God, and the names of God have power. Names like God is righteousness, so he makes us clean. Amen? God is our sanctifier. He has called us and set us apart. God is our healer. And there's Hebrew words for Sometimes you hear them come out of my messages. I'll say Jehovah Rophe, right? That's the Hebrew for God is our healer, right? Or uh, Jehovah Jireh. God is our what? Provider, right? Back, back in the day in the Pentecostal Charismatic Church, you had banners up all over on the back of the wall with the names of God, right? And all these names were up there. But God is, God is a banner of victory over us. He has defeated our enemies, we have to know the name of what the names of God mean, right? God is our shepherd. He speaks to us and he leads us. God is our peace in every storm. And so we begin to speak those names of God out loud. We, and when we br- proclaim who he is, we not only worship him, but we also remind ourselves of how powerful and how awesome our God is. Amen? And then Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Amen. Are you getting anything out of this? So we come to God first, our father. Number two, hallowed be your name. And then the third part of this prayer is we pray his agenda first. We pray his agenda first. Before, watch this, we pray what our agenda, we pray God's agenda first. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Part of being a child of God is caring about what God loves and who God loves. So we pray the kingdom agenda first. We know his will is perfect and we acknowledge his wisdom and sovereignty when we pray his agenda first. Do you know God has a prayer list? (laughs) God has a prayer list, and the number one thing on his prayer list is saving his lost kids. You have to know that. If you don't know that, you got to get in the scriptures and see that God's top prayer list is that none would perish. None. And so, so we pray his kingdom come, his will be done on earth. So what else is on God's, God's prayer list? Well, wisdom and guidance, right? Uh, it's caring for the poor and the margin, marginalized. It's, it's praying for people in other countries like Pakistan, right? It's praying for unity and love and justice and freedom for those who are in bondage, right? Your will be done. It's praying for people taking spiritual steps that are bringing life change to them. It's, it's praying that his will and his purposes will be played out in our lives. And Luke chapter 12, verse 31 says this, he will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Hmm? So we pray his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then the fourth part of this prayer, I'm moving a little fast because we got some other things to do here tonight. The fourth part of this prayer is now we depend on him for everything in our life, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. This is a, this is a daily dependence on God and God alone. You say, well, I just, you know, most days I really don't need anything. I don't need no daily bread. No, you need fresh daily bread. 
How many go to the grocery store with this in mind? Man, I want to find the day-old bread because I'm having a party tomorrow night and I want to serve the best for my guests coming. So where's the rack with the 50-cent day-old bread with a little bit of mold on it, right? <laughs> no, we, we don't do that. And so, so God, God wants to give you daily bread. Somebody say daily bread. Fresh revelation every day. Fresh power to face the giants you're facing today. Fresh anointing. Right? Fresh bread. Oh, when someone bakes a loaf of fresh bread. And if it's sourdough bread, count me in, baby. Nothing like a hot piece of sourdough with a little butter on it. Why do you guys always make me talk about food up here? Give us this day our daily. Every day we need God, so every day we must depend on him. Amen? Ask God for what you need today if you don't know. Or begin to write it down at the beginning of the day. Write it down, whatever is weighing on your heart and your mind, because he wants to give you fresh bread every single day. Sometimes I just do this every day. I just say, say, God, here I am. Here I am. I open my hands to God physically and show him that I'm surrendering to him. Here I am, God. Whatever I need, the things I think I need, the things I don't know, you know what I need. So give me daily bread today. Give it to me today. And Psalms 121, verse 1 and 2 says this. I look up to the mountains. That's where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God wants to help you every single day. Amen? The fifth part of this prayer is we forgive and we have to be forgiven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What does that mean? Get your heart right with God and get your heart right with people every day. Get your heart right with God. Get your heart right with people every day. Every day I've got into a habit of just praying a prayer of surrender. Praying a prayer of surrender. Not, not inviting Jesus back into my heart. He's already there, right? Okay, so you, so you don't keep getting saved over and over again, but you live a lifestyle of repentance. And so I'll come to my heavenly father with the sins that I've known I've committed and the ones I don't know. Because there's some things I don't know. There's some offenses that happen that I'm not aware of. And so I'll just come to him, God, I just ask you to forgive me of all my sins and any offenses that I've caused to anybody, any of your kids, I ask you to forgive me of those. And so God has offered us complete forgiveness and we can receive it at any time. When we turn away from our sins and receive his forgiveness, our hearts are now in position, watch this, and prepared to forgive others as well. To forgive others as well. So we go to God, right? And we say, God, create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord. Renew a right spirit within me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And then as you've asked the Lord to forgive you, some of you have this issue. You can't forgive yourself. You can't forgive yourself. You have to learn to forgive yourself. And then and only then will you be able to forgive others. Because people are going to hurt you in life. People are going to hurt you in church. It's just part of life. And you learn to forgive others as you go to God 
who can forgive you and as you forgive yourself. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Are you with me? Okay, we're almost done. The sixth part of this Lord's Prayer is this. It's engaging in spiritual warfare. Yep. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This translation isn't the best. And so if you go back to the original writing on this, it really means do not allow me to fall into temptation. Because we know that the Lord will never tempt us, right? We have scripture on that, that the Lord will never tempt us. But So we could really read it as, do not allow me to fall into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. Spiritual warfare can seem difficult to understand, but the Bible makes it very clear that we have an enemy. Do you know you have an enemy? Oh, it's not the person sitting to the right, to the left, behind you, in front of you. It's the, your spiritual enemy, Satan, the devil, Lucifer. No, it's not your mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. I know you feel it is sometimes. It's not. But as we, as we pray, we take our stand against the enemy, and we fight from this place of victory through Jesus, and we're empowered by what? The Holy Spirit to stand and fight. I can tell you, we talked about storms on Sunday. I can tell you this, that almost all of your storms are spiritually connected. It's a spiritual battle that you're in. It, it's the devil trying to stop you from moving forward in your faith. If he can get your faith shipwrecked, if he can get you to abandon your faith, if he can get you to abandon your love and your trust for your heavenly father, every storm that you're in has a spiritual piece to it. It's a spiritual attack. It's a spiritual attack. For we know that, Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not. Or another translation says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against this, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our battles are spiritual battles. Just think, if you were the devil, how would you attack God's kids? You would try to get them to give up on God. You would try to get them to run far from the church. You would try to get them out of small groups. You would try to get them out of connecting with the body of Christ, right? Everything that you're facing is spiritual. Amen? But we have power. We have power, right? And we, we, we already know that we win in the end. The spiritual warfare, but we fight it on our knees. We fight it through prayer. And this church was founded on prayer. And I'll just tell you, as the leader of this church, we're stepping up the area of our prayer our prayer ministry here. And you're going to see some new things being implemented here soon because that's where the battle's won. It's first one on our knees. It's first one on our knees. And so we got to engage in that. And the seventh part of this, the Lord's prayer is we now express our faith in God's ability. It says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
What does this mean? That God is more than able to move in every situation, no matter how dark it is, no matter how hopeless it looks, that our God is able to give us the victory. Come on now. And so we're ending our prayer time claiming his authority and we are focusing on the truth of who he is and how powerful he is in our lives. We're reminding ourselves, God, it, it's, we have faith in your ability that you can turn situations around, that you can you provide healings that, that men can't, and, and there can be supernatural miracles, God, because you are that powerful, that you can change somebody's heart, that you can rescue somebody who's, who's in a dark hole and it looks like they can't get out and it looks like they're far from God, that your arm is not too short that it cannot save. Hmm? God's power, yours is the power and the glory forever. We need to remind ourselves of how powerful our God is. I think we forget a lot. We forget on how powerful it is and we need to declare his power yours is the kingdom all authority belongs to you yours is the power all mightness flows from you yours is the glory your victory is complete we have a strong and mighty god the devil tells you he's sleeping he don't hear your prayers he's not working on the earth so much evil happening where's your god where's your powerful god at oh god's moving Oh, don't, 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 don't let fear grip you. Don't let fear grip you. He, he, he's setting up the chessboard for the final hours, the final moments of the church, right? He's getting us ready. He's getting the bride ready. He's getting the bride ready. And we got to get the spots out and the wrinkles. How do you get that out? Apply the heat. That's another message for another time. But we got to get the wrinkles out, church. And the only way to get it out is the heat. <laughs> Some of you get it. Jeremiah 32, 17. Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth. And by your great power and arm, outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. I, I want you to declare that. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Come on. Some of you need to say it with a little bit more faith. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Amen. How, how, many, how many got that tonight? The, Lord, the power of the Lord's prayer, that you're going you're gonna to see that different, right? And I want you to include this into your prayer time. We are working on a prayer guide right now that we're going to place in your hand beautifully. We're getting it printed by a printing company. The whole deal is going to be real nice. And uh, we got it from Church of the Highlands, and we're putting our touch on it right now. And, and you're going to have that prayer guide uh, starting in January to start out the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Come on, somebody. Um. For those of you who fasted broccoli last year, it's time to step it up. And I'll tell you what's in my heart as the Lord's been dealing with me about our prayer ministry here. We now, and you'll hear more about it on Sunday, we now have prayer small groups. What's in my heart in January, we normally have between two and 300 people participate in the time of prayer and fasting. 
I'm believing God for 500 people to go on this journey with us for 21 days. How many will believe with me? If one can put 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000, it simply means if, if one is in agreement, but two are in agreement, but what if 500 are in agreement? What could God do in our church? churches? What could God do in our communities? What could God do in your family? What could God do in our lives? And so I want you to get your faith out there with me as we're getting ready after the holidays. We always go into this time and, and you're going to see more things added to our prayer team. And it's, it's going to be an exciting season. Amen. Well, we're going to take the last few moments here and I have some of the team is going to come up and say some prayers. And these prayers are actually going to be in the booklet that we're going to give you in January, along with many other things. Uh, what I talked about tonight is in there, more extensive uh, details and many other prayers are in this booklet. And it's just a great guide to help us um, during that 21 days, but even beyond that. And so we're going to pray a few of those prayers tonight. So I want you to stand tonight. I want you to stand with us as we begin to say a few prayers. Tara is going to come first and she's going to pray the prayer of Jabez. How many know the prayer of Jabez? Oh, some of you about to find out tonight. And then Rachel's going to come and pray the prayer of warfare. And then Gabe's going to come and do a prayer for the lost. And then uh, we are going to circle up a little bit, do one last thing, and then we will be dismissed. Amen? You guys enjoying tonight? Come on. Prayer is not our last resort. It's our first resort. We go to God first. Amen? All right. Yeah, the prayer of Jabez, some of you may be familiar with it, but in the Bible, Jabez, he cried out to God of Israel. He said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. That's First Chronicles 4.10. And before I go into this, I just want you to know this is a prayer of blessing. And Jabez begins his prayer by asking God for his blessing. He said, we need more of God's blessing to be better equipped to make a difference for his kingdom. We need more provision, more spiritual gifting, more wisdom so that we can bless others with what God has given us. How many want to bless others? We have to have a blessing of God over us so we can bless others and be a blessing to the kingdom. James 4, 2 through 3 says, and it tells us you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you have on your pleasures. God wants to bless us, but he is often waiting for us to ask with the right heart. We have a big God and we can be bold in asking for his blessing. As James points out in these scriptures, he said, God sees our heart. And when we ask for the blessing with the motivation, not only to help ourselves, but to help others, this gets God's attention. How many know that gets God's attention? And so First Chronicles 4.10, he says, oh, that you would bless me. And so I just want us to recognize this and I just want us to close our eyes as I say this prayer over us tonight and just to ask God for his blessings and recognize our need for his provision in our lives and to set our hearts towards wanting more of him and to be able to bless his house and others. Father God, I pray that you would bless me with more than I need so that I can bless others. I pray for more provision that you would equip me to give generously to others and meet their practical needs in your name. I ask you to give me greater spiritual gifting so that I can strengthen the church and be more effective for the kingdom of God. I pray for an abundance of wisdom and discernment that I can point others to you and make decisions that honor you, God. 
Help me keep your generous blessings in perspective so that I never become self-serving, but stay focused on using what you're given me to serve with other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Jacob talked in one of his points about spiritual warfare, and that's something I want us to pray about together tonight because when we are aware that there is an enemy who is speaking lies into our life and who is interfering with our life and speaking contrary to God's word, then we can take a stand because we have the power of the living God living in us. And Jesus overcame death, so the devil cowers and flees at his name. And that's the power we have living inside of us. We have power over spiritual warfare. We don't have to be afraid of it. No, we are coming from a place of victory. Jesus already won it. We just have to harness it. We just have to be aware that we have that power living inside of us. It's not our power. It's his. Amen. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We can command anything that comes against the truth of God to bow at the name of Jesus. So next time you have a thought of shame, of fear, of hopelessness, that you're unworthy that's not the way your God talks to you. And that does not line up with the word of God. And so if you have those thoughts, you have the power and authority to say, I'm a child of God. Get your hands off me in the name of Jesus. You have no business taking up space in my mind. You have no business. And if you have to say that 20 times a day, every single day, that's great. Keep the devil running all day long. Keep him running because he cannot be present when the name of Jesus is spoken. That's how powerful it is. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, your word says that no weapon formed against me will prosper, and I declare in Jesus' name. Your word says that trouble will not arise a second time, so I declare in Jesus' name that Satan cannot make trouble for me again like he has in the past. I declare in the name of Jesus that all these prayers are answered and taken care of by trusting in you. I stand on your word. The enemy is driven out from me, from my home, my workplace, my church, family, children, and loved ones. I declare that he is not able to stand against me. No weapon formed against me will prosper because the spirit of the living God is with me, protecting me. I declare these truths in the mighty name of Jesus and anything that comes against me or my family that is not in line with the truth and the will of God, I command to bow to your powerful name. Father God, I give you all my thanksgiving, all my praise, all my glory, all honor and worship. Thank you for loving me, making me clean and giving me purpose. Amen. Amen. Our next prayer, we're going to pray for the lost. Um, how many know somebody that needs Jesus right now in their life? There's so many of us. We work with them. We're, we're neighbors with them. And, you know, sometimes we get intimidated to speak to somebody because, we, you know, we're saying, hey, we're not so-and-so. We're not Pastor Jacob. We're not someone on stage. But God has chosen you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that uh, 
that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead lives inside of you. And it's time for us as Christians to, to believe that, that that power that is that was in Christ, that resurrected Christ, it lives inside of us. And he's called us to be the light of this world. The same God that took you out of darkness now can use you to bring someone else out of darkness. And it's time to step up and say, God, I don't know how you're going to use me, but I'm going to open up my mouth and I'm going to declare the goodness of God. And the same grace that saved me is the same grace that can save someone else. It's the grace of God. It's your story. It's what, it's what God has done in your life. There's a scripture that's uh, in Matthew chapter 9. It says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore to send out the workers into the harvest field. Pastor Jacob said it just a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. He says, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. And, and, and the fields are ripe and, and the people, you see them every single day. They're, they're coming into your, to your job. They're broken. They're lost. They're hurting. And you have the answer. And it's very simple. His name is Jesus. Open up your mouth and begin to speak God's word and watch what he can do through you. Amen. We're going to pray this prayer as you bow your heads. Father. I pray for the lost around me to meet believers who will influence them in a positive way. Lord, let my life shine in such a way that people want to know the God that I serve. I'm going to read that again. Lord, let my light shine in such a way that people want to know the God that I serve. Allow others to see my genuine love and concern for them in all that I say and do. And let me be your hands and feet to serve them and let them know just how much you love them. Father, I pray for the people around me that you would supernaturally draw their hearts to you. Send your Holy Spirit to them and give them the the desire to give their lives to you help them to recognize their longing for more in life as a spiritual thirst only that you can quench open their ears to hear your voice god use me amen thank you so much for tuning in today Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.